I'm doing something totally different tonight. I'm talking. I'm telling you a story. Nobody could, didn't Brother Heath do a good job last Sunday night on telling about Stephen? Where he gets all those words, I don't know. I, you know, I can talk, but I can't pull them words out, Pastor. But anyway, I'm really excited about being here. I'm glad you're here tonight. Amen. And if you will turn to 2 Kings chapter 4, we're going to get that in just a minute. What I'm going to be talking on tonight is a widow, a pot of oil, and God. Amen. So we're going to see what kind of miracle God can do when we get to the end of our rope and we turn to God. Amen? So we're going to see what God can do for us as he did for this little widow woman. And so during the days of Elisha, Elijah and Elisha were the major prophets. But they had a group of men that followed around after them that they were teaching the word to and teaching them how to minister. And they were called the sons of the prophets. And so they had this group that was there with them. And uh, so when we talk about that, that's what we're talking about. They are men that uh, Elijah and Elisha were were teaching, were working with, and were telling them about, teaching them about God. You know, we have classes today for that kind of stuff. And they called them the sons of the prophets. Let's read now from 4.1. A certain woman of the wives of the son of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather a few. In other words, get plenty. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You know, God can always get his children out of trouble. We try to work it out, we fret, but he knows how to get us out of trouble. When Elisha walked into the town where the widow lady was, she ran up and cried out to him and said, Your servant, my husband, is dead. She said, and he left the debt that he had paid. 
and the creditor is wanting to take everything I have and even come and get my two sons and make slaves out of them. Now that's a a place where you don't want to be. You know, that's a place that we don't need to be. And it brought her heartache. Because just think about your children. Just think about you have no way. A widow woman back in the days of, 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 these, of the Bible, they had no way to do anything. When Pat died, I had a good job at the bank. Y'all, ha- You can work at the school. You can be a nurse. But they didn't have that back there. And if a widow woman was left with a debt, she was in, in trouble. And she didn't know how, she didn't want to lose everything. I think the, the scripture that says, and I said it this morning, pure religion is taking care of the orphans and the widows. Because they didn't have any other way for anybody to help them. And so she, she approaches the prophet. In approaching the prophet, she's seeking God. You see, she couldn't go to God. The prophets went to God. Do you see how blessed we are today? We can just go to God Almighty into the Holy of Holies and bring our, our, our petitions, our prayers, our praise up unto Him. And so she was just helpless. And she heard that Elisha was coming and she told him, she said, your servant, my husband, is dead and I have debts. And so in Psalm fifty fifteen, God says, And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Amen? Just don't think about, while well, we come coming to God. God, I have this issue. I have that problem. God says, I'll deliver you, but then you have something to do. Glorify him. Praise him. Give him honor for who he is. Amen? But we can always go to God. In the second verse, it's like, a, you know, Elisha didn't hear her. He said, well, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> you know, what do you want me to do? And she, I bet she went off with a whole lot of things she needed done. I know I would. Well, I need this and I need that. And Lord, I have to have money and I got to, I mean, uh, Master, I have to have money. I have to pay my debts. And he looks at her and he says, what have you got in the house? Well, that's a strange question to ask this widow woman that's just saying, I can't pay my debts. He says, what do you have in the house? She said, all I have is a small uh, vessel of oil. Well, all of a sudden, the wisdom comes to Elisha of how he can help this woman. He always asks us, what do you have? And we're so busy telling him what we don't have and what we can't do instead of saying, Lord, I thank you for what I do have. And then he will bless us with what we need. But he asks her, what do you have in the house? And she says, all I have is a small pot of oil. Amen. What do you have? That's what he wanted to know. You know, when Moses, when God went to meet Moses on the backside of the desert 
and wanted him to go into Egypt and deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, Moses immediately started telling him why he couldn't. I can't do this, Lord. I can't do that, Lord. I'm not able to do that, Lord. And God kept telling him, well, I'll be with you, Moses. I'll do it. I'll, you know, he says, but I can't. And so God says, what have you got in your hand, Moses? Moses looked at it and God said, throw it down. And, you know, strange request. He threw it down and it become a snake. And let me tell you, church, Moses fled. He worked in the desert. He knew that a snake. And God says, go back, Moses, and pick it up by the tail. Now, Jimmy, you know better than that, don't you? Because that leaves the working part where it, you know, can get you. So Moses goes back, he, he's obedient, and he picks up the snake, and what does it become? A rod. And Moses and that rod and God delivered the, kid, the children of Israel out of Egypt, divided the Red Sea, and the power of God stayed with him for 40 years. Amen? That's what God can do with what you have. And what about in the New Testament? Jesus was teaching and he was talking and he was telling all the... Wouldn't you have liked to just... Don't you know what a, a, a feeling was gone between Jesus and the people he was teaching? How his personality and assurance of speaking to them. And all of a sudden there's 5,000 people there. And the disciples got worried about that. They said... There's all these men out there and you need to let them go home because we don't, we're not going to be able to feed them. They're going to fall out before they get home. And Jesus said, well, y'all feed them. Well, my goodness, those disciples were like us. I've read about them in the Bible, right? And they started back and forth about, you know, and Jesus says, well, what do you have? He said, well, there's a lad here, one of the disciples says, that have five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus says, go get them. Well, I know those disciples talked back and forth going to get that little boy's meal about how in the world they were going to feed those people with that little bit to eat. And so they brought it to Jesus. Jesus says, give it to me. And he looked up, he blessed it. And you know what? He didn't feed the people. He gave it to them. And they went out and fed the people and the loaves and the fish multiplied till 5,000 men were fed and they had 12 baskets left all, left over. What do you have? That's what Jesus is talking about. And here this little lady, Elisha says, what do you have? We need to know that whatever we have is enough for God. Whatever little bit you have, you may not seem that you may not think it's important, but God will bless it if we will trust in him and believe in him. So Elijah tells the woman, says, "Go on in the house, you and your sons go on out in fact, he said, "Go go and out into the neighborhood." Go into the village. You and your sons go get as many vessels and pots that you can get. And he said, don't get a few. Get plenty of them. Go borrow them. Well, you know what? 
I come knocking on your door and I say, Ed, I need all the empty vessels you have. Well, what do you need them for? I don't know, but the prophet told me to get them. And you go for all your neighbors and all your friends and you get all the vessels that you can find. Now, you don't really know what's going to happen, but you need to be obedient to what God says. God was speaking to Elisha. And so that's what her and her sons did. They went and got all these vessels. And she comes back and tells him she's got them. And he says, y'all go in the house, close the door. And he said, you know that little pot of oil you have, that little vessel? He says, you take it and you start pouring that oil into a vessel. And when you get a vessel full, put it aside. Don't use that vessel to pour the oil. Use the vessel, your original vessel, and you pour the oil into each one of those empty containers until every one of those vessels is full. Well, she might have been different than us, Paula, but I got an idea. She thought, oh, my gosh, you know. And she went in there, and she started pouring the oil. And she finished the first vessel, and then she had the boys put it aside. And then she started on from that same little pot she had. She kept pouring the oil into another vessel. I bet her eyes were getting big. She was starting to rejoice, if not outside yet, on the inside. Oil was very precious in those days. People used it. Olive oil pressed, you know, was expensive unless you had a way to do it. You used it to bake. You used it to eat. You used it... for healing, you used it in all kinds of ways. So all of a sudden, that little oil is just still pouring until, you know, each vessel is full and it's put aside. And so then she says, bring me another vessel. And her son says, well, there's no more. They're all filled. Well, I can imagine the joy of all these vessels that she had bought. Just think, maybe she'd had some more, you know, but she got what she needed, being filled with that little oil that she thought she didn't have nothing, but God added himself to it. He multiplied it, and she had all these vessels now filled with oil. And I don't think she walked out there downtrodden. I think she rushed out there to Elisha, And she told him, all of the vessels are full. Okay, all of the vessels are full. I've got so many vessels filled with oil. He says, okay, take them. Go pay off your debt. And you and your sons live on the rest of it. She was going to have enough oil, enough money for her and her sons to live out their lives. Amen? Her debt was paid and her children were not going to be slaves. Now that was something that she could rejoice about because she went to the prophet. She went to look. She was searching for what God had to say to her and she obeyed him. Amen? And that's what we need to do. When we get to a place that it seems like we don't have another way God has the way out for us. And whatever you have is enough 
That's all God needs. Amen? You don't have to say, oh, well, I'm just poor. I don't have nothing. Like Elijah, he said, what do you have in the house? It's right there. It's sitting right there. All we have to do is seek God for the wisdom to know what he wants us to do. Well, I believe that little old widow woman was jumping up and down now, lovey. I believe she was excited and she was thanking God. Amen? And so tonight, I want to ask y'all a question. That's the, that's the story of Elijah and the widow woman. Her needs were met with a little bottle of oil that God multiplied that the prophet told her what to do. And it never ran out. And I want to ask y'all tonight, what do you have? What do we have? He uses what we have. You're bound to have something. We have the Word of God, don't we? Living inside of us. As if we are child of God, we have the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God living inside of us. We need to quit griping, quit murmuring, quit complaining, and use what we have. We need to get our minds renewed by the Word to who we are. You're not just flesh and blood. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And we live in this body. And we need to use the Holy Spirit that is living in us to lead us and guide us. I told this to somebody the other day. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Amen? Let's let the Holy Spirit work in us and start thanking God for what you have instead of complaining about what you don't have. We can all look somewhere and see something we don't have. I'm just not talking about a Cadillac. I don't want one. They cost too much to insure. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the things, the everyday things in our life that are keeping us bound up, that are keeping us from enjoying who God is. The worries and the uh, circumstances that come upon us and make us think we're defeated. Somebody's living in you that can deliver you from all this stress, from all these problems. We need to start believing God. Amen? We have power, dynamite power, the Bible says, living in us. None of us goes play with dynamite because we know what it can do. Well, that's how it's likened to the power living in us, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Wow. Joe, that's a powerful spirit. Raised Christ from the dead, and where is he now? He lives in us, Georgia. He, hey, did you hear that? Nobody said nothing. That same power, some will say it again, that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and dwells in me. 
What can't we overcome? There's no stronger power than the power of God. Amen? Paul, but you know, we all get discouraged and we all get down and we have to be reminded of that. But in the Holy Spirit, we have all the gifts of the Spirit living inside of us. We have the fruit of the Spirit living His nature. And Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.14 saying, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, by the laying on of hands of the elders. Amen. He said, Paul, you're young and people are coming against you and persecution's coming, but you got a gift inside of you. Just like I'm telling you tonight, you got a gift inside of you. And we need to not neglect it. We need to not, we need to keep feeding that spirit. We need to keep our minds renewed. We need to know who we are in God. How do you do that, Sister Evelyn? You read the word. You pray. You come into his presence. A lot was given by Christ for us to be able to come into the presence of God. This little widow could not go to God. She had to go to the prophet. He gave his life, shed his blood, and we can come into the heavens, into the holy of holies, and make our petitions known now. Hallelujah. Carly, isn't that exciting? Yeah, she's just a grinning. <laughs> that is exciting. But we don't get excited about it. But we need to know who we are. He says, don't neglect that gift. Feed it. Use it. Amen? And keep it growing in your life. Praise God. He also then again in 2 Timothy told Timothy, he says, I remind you, Timothy, to stir up the gifts of God which are in you have been put in you by the laying on of hands. There's a gift inside of you. First off, don't neglect it. And sometimes, Pastor, we need to stir it up. Sometimes we forget and let it get, don't you just storm it in there. Oh, you're a Christian, but you're miserable. We can't be good witnesses because we're miserable. Nobody wants what we got. When we've gone around all, you know, sobbing and down and woe is me, they're already that way. They want somebody that has something that's working inside of them. They want the, to see you and see help, see joy, see love and the Holy Spirit. We need to stir up the gifts. That they're in us. If you're saved, they're in us. If you're not saved, come up here. We'll get you saved right now. Well, Jesus will get you saved. The gift of God is living within us. And we need to stir it up and we need to use it. We need to believe God for healing. Pastor spoke on that this morning. We, I want to walk in divine health. I don't know about the rest of you. But I, you know... I don't like being sick. I've been sick, and I've been healthy, and I like healthy. You know, but sickness gets on us. 
but God can heal us. Amen? So we need to believe God to be healed for your finances and your bills paid. If you did make mistakes in how you spent your money, repent, stop it, talk to somebody that can help you, and start doing it the right way. Tithe. Give. Give what you can so God can bless. If you don't give nothing, 10% of nothing is nothing. If you don't put anything into the kingdom of God, He says He'll bless what you tithe. Now, you know, y'all don't like maybe to hear that, but you don't have to get mad at Pastor about it. I said it. Amen? If you can't tithe, and I have instructed people until you can get on your feet, give something according to what you can give so you can get out of debt so that you can start being blessed of God. Amen? Uh, quit being so depressed and discouraged and be encouraged if for no reason that you've got the Spirit of God living in you, that you're going to have eternal... You have eternal life right now, but how good you have it, if you're living an abundant life or what, depends on what you do with it. Amen? You can be encouraged, or you can stay depressed. God don't make you do one or the other. But don't you rather be encouraged and feel good and happy about who you are? If you got a bad marriage, just pray about it. You know what? God can heal it. He is in the healing of marriages. Amen? He'll make you fall in love again with your husband or your wife. Amen? It's not 50-50. It's 100% that we have to give. Amen? Our children, I want all of mine to be servants of the Lord. Amen? I want them to serve God. And I have to pray that way. I have to go and I have to stand on His Word that me and my house shall be saved. God is going to send everything in their path to those children to keep them. Amen? And if you just need a job, just ask Him for a job. And then wait on the Lord. Amen? We don't know how to wait anymore. We want it right now. You know, I stand there and look at the microwave for my popcorn to pop. And microwave popcorn. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, you know, it's just taking too long. That's how we are. Instant people. But you know, we need temperance. We need to wait on the Lord. We need to know that God is going to figure this out better than us. Amen? Amen. Jesus left us with power, and we need to use it so it doesn't run out. What do you have tonight? There is anointing oil being poured out to each and every one of us. It's coming from the Father above. And it will never run out. You can have as much of it as you want tonight. Amen? Anointing oil is being poured into me. Not just this oil that you use to cook, but something inside of me to get me through the things I need. God multiplies what we have. As long as the widow poured the oil and had a vessel to pour it into, the oil kept being poured. 
Amen. There was a plan there. God has a plan, and he is pouring his anointing oil into us. Let's use what we have and what is being poured into us. I say tonight, if it's okay with the pastor, let's stir up the gifts of God that are living in our, inside of us. Let's quit neglecting who we are. Well, don't mind eating a big meal. Feed this flesh. But how about eating the Word of God? How about getting the Word of God inside of us working? How about being able to lay hands on, as, you know, on people and stir up that gift that God has inside of you? Amen? And that's what I want to do tonight. You might say, oh, I don't want to go up there. You know what? You're not having that happy a life. I know most of you. I talk to most of you. And if you can't bear a little shame and come in here, come up here and let's get the gifts stirred inside of you, well, then go ahead and be miserable. But I say, Stacy, if you'll come on up here, if Pastor will come up here, amen, and we get some of the elders of the church, and I want you to come up here, if you will, and let's pray for one another. Hey, there's terrible things going out in that world today, and I don't want to be subject to them. I want the gift of God stirred up inside of me. I don't want to neglect what Jesus died for. The Holy Spirit that he has poured out in each and every one of us. That little old widow woman's sons were going to be slaves. She was going to lose everything she had. But she obeyed. God made a way. And what she had was enough for God. Amen? To, to heal her situation. I'm going to ask you to stand up tonight. Amen? Amen. And I want you to come up here. And I want us to be able to lay hands and stir up the gift of God that you have inside of you. Let the Spirit be stirred up. Like Paul said to Timothy, don't neglect them and stir up those gifts. Amen? Amen. Amen.